0: You're taking me somewhere to kill me. No, I'm taking you someplace to talk. You are not in Kansas anymore. Is there something special about today? All I have for you is a word. Life, uh, finds a way. Tell it. This is the way. This is the way.
1: Hey, welcome back to What We Watched, a podcast where we discuss and deep dive into some of the latest movies, shows, as well as upcoming news in the film industry. This episode is going to be all about WandaVision Episode 9, our thoughts and our theories. Sam, do you want to go ahead and kick it off?
0: Yeah, let's start off with some, uh, some of the Wanda news that's been revolving around Twitter and the internet recently. Mm-hmm. Uh, we just had the rumor that there could be a, t- a secret 10th episode shot down by the director Matt Shackman, um, as well as that the finale will be 50 minutes long. So we've got a little bit to look forward to yeah. in the coming days, but uh, <laughs> that would have been wild if there would have been a secret episode. But I mean, that would have just been I mean, a little bit, a little bit much for Disney to drop at the end. Yeah. Um, but the this episode, the eighth episode, penultimate episode, great. Um, we got to see basically like a, a therapy session for Wanda. You know, mm-hmm. her reliving her past. Um, Getting a lot of the background on her character that we haven't seen so far, um, you know, getting to see her as a child really briefly. Yeah. And there's a lot to talk about there because a couple of key moments in her past kind of reveal, you know, why she is the way that she is and how she's able to, you know, do the thing she does and her uh, the background of her powers.
1: Yeah. Well, and I just kind of want to quickly touch on the fact that I think it's so cool looking back on. Avengers Age of Ultron and you know that scene where Wanda and Petra are telling one of the Avengers I forget which character it was about their life story although they're telling Ultron about it and about them being kids and how you know there is a a missile strike and it turned out to be Stark Industries I think I never in a million years would have thought that Disney the Marvel Cinematic Universe would have gone so in-depth that at this point there would be a show that actually depicts that scene of their childhood. Mm-hmm. I just think it's so cool that we, that, I mean, it really makes watching and re-watching past movies more worthwhile because you never know when they reference another scene or piece of dialogue from past movies. Absolutely. I mean,
0: like, the continuity that yeah. they've kept through 20 plus movies. And, you know, now going into their TV shows is incredible. I mean, the writing. No one else just, has done that before. No. I mean, this is a universe that is so well fleshed out that, yeah, like you were saying, you can rewatch it and you will constantly find new you know Easter eggs or little like mm-hmm. hints or clues foreshadowing mm-hmm. of future content that we're going to see. And so it's like <laughs> you will never get tired of this series because it's just basically always growing yeah. from what we've
1: seen. Yeah. But yeah, uh, like you said, it was like a therapy episode where we got to revisit a lot of different moments in Wanda's life and um, kind of help Agatha get a better understanding of how she got to where she is today. Um, We got a more in-depth look at Wanda breaking into the sword base to get Vision's body um, and what that looked like, as well as obviously how it all started in Westview. Um, I, I don't know. I'm curious. Do you think that I go back and forth. Do you think that the next episode is actually going to reveal a Mephisto-like character, or do you think Mm. Agatha is just the villain, and maybe Ultron
0: is the side piece that's also been kind of running the show? So, I do believe that there's going to be one final reveal. I know that there was also comments um, from Shackman as well, talking about how Paul Bettany dug himself into a hole with Mm -hmm. the whole surprise cameo thing, but, I, I mean, the whole like, reveal uh, that, that the MCU does, you know, with their content, like, the spoilers and everything that come from actors. Yeah. Like, that has to be so well-planned and choreographed by the whole team. Like, he wouldn't have just dropped that kind of news if, he, you know, he wasn't informed that it was okay right. to do something like that. I mean, they're just. I feel like they're still building hype, but he's trying to downplay it a little bit. Yeah. Um, so I do think there's going to be a big reveal. Uh, I've fallen off the Mephisto train a little bit um, just because with one episode a new character like that would be so hard to bring in and Mm -hmm. really like capture the audience i think Mm -hmm. especially people you know more casual viewers that don't follow the comics and stuff yeah uh so ultron at the moment makes the most sense to me especially with what we see in the end credit scene yeah but you know i i don't know how they're gonna play it off because (laughs) it would be it would just be a big uh It'd be really weird to see Ultron's voice on Vision's body. I know that's what I was you gonna know, ask you. Is I don't know.
1: I don't know if I see it. Uh, which scenario I see being more likely is Paul Bettany playing two different visions, or uh, what's his name coming back as Ultron? But, or
0: Spader. Um, yeah, David right, Spader. Right,
1: but doing voiceover over Paul Bettany's uh, you know body because mm-hmm. it, it wouldn't be you know like I guess in Ultron they were able to do CGI around what was his name again? spader david spader david spader they're able to do like cgi around his face so even the face of ultron kind of looked like the actual actor voicing him out whereas it wouldn't be the same with vision's body because it's got to look like paul bentney um yeah i i really have no idea i i can definitely see it being ultron but i can also see this you know white lifeless version of vision following suit with what the comics have done in the past where Um, once this vision regroups with Wanda and Wanda sees that he is emotionless and lifeless and the one that she's created cannot survive outside the hex I think that's going to be what further drives her mad and uh, that will be further explained in Doctor Strange Um, we also kind of got a lot of tidbits about how this conflict will not be completely resolved we'll get a lot more um, understanding about Wanda in the Doctor Strange movie. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I think, though, that there has to be at least another antagonist reveal, and we're gonna have to learn more about this whole rabbit's in your scratchy, because <laughs> almost everyone, just like the whole Agatha reveal, almost everyone knows that that's gotta be her son that she's yeah. trying to bring back in some way. Yeah. Um, but, some of the bigger support for there being a bigger antagonist is Agatha's doing what she's supposed to do for who she's working for in order for that person to bring back her son. Yes. That's what I kind of think as well.
0: I know, and I know we talked about that briefly, and actually I want to make a quick correction. It's James Spader. not James, James Spader. Spader, that makes sense. Da- I was thinking of David Spade. Spade. I was thinking yeah. of David Spade. Yep. Um, I thought that too. But yeah, no, I, I know. And we talked about that before. It just, it makes sense because she clearly is jealous of Wanda. I mean, like, we know that for sure. She's This whole episode, she's like, how did you do it? You know, how did you do it? Like, tell me how, because she wants... This power, and I think in her backstory, like her little reveal—the moment we see, like she basically consumed the power, like she sucked the life out of the fellow witches in her coven—to mm-hmm. it, I mean, maybe it looks like give her more power. And I, I kind of want to talk about whether or not you think that this is the same dark dimensional power that's in Doctor Strange. Do you believe that that is connected to the same type of power entity that we see? Uh, I mean, being used by that order um,
1: i definitely think that it's it's got to be similar because i was thinking about that too i'm like how did agatha get her powers and then i was like well i guess you can just learn how to get this power because they do that in doctor strange where no yeah. one was really born with it you just can learn it so i think it would be i really don't know but mm-hmm. i think it would make sense if they wanted to tie it to the lore of doctor strange that would just make sense it'd be mm-hmm. weird to have two different like i don't know magic lore that we have to now understand. Yeah. It would be cool if they could combine the two. No. Um so yeah, that's what I think.
0: I would agree cuz it seems like like we were just talking about Marvel has done so well with consistency. They would want to keep uh you know this magical entity, this, you know, where this power comes from, the source of this power to be somewhat consistent. I Especially mean,
1: when there's theories too that the book that she has in her dungeon, whatever basement, people think that it looks like Doctor Strange is um or from that palace.
0: Yeah, no, I would, I would have to agree. I mean, it, it does feel like that is very clearly connected with Doctor Strange, yeah. and is going to be one of the key connections moving into Multiverse of Madness. Yeah. But overall, Agnes is just pretty badass throughout this episode. I mean, she shows off her powers, and she talks about you know all the years of training that she has. We don't really know how old she is. We see that she was looking decently younger in like the sixteen hundreds, mm-hmm. but I mean, clearly she's been practicing this for hundreds of years practicing Mm -hmm. her powers for hundreds of years and she still is yearning for more and she still wants more power so obviously she's going to be pissed at Wanda who's like what 30 years old and has more power than she does Right. so it's something that uh, is going to be has to be like more revealed in the next episode about Wanda's source of power Yes. and we've talked about this briefly on our own. And her source of power, to me, appears to come from her initial, like her initial powers over. I guess it's probability, is what I've been reading. So she has. She talks about the probability hex that she uses to defuse the bomb um, in Sokovia. So she has some type of magical power or connection to this, um, you know, source of power. Right. And then we see it potentially enhanced with the Mind Stone. Yeah. And I know you kind of had a, had a theory there with the colors and mm-hmm. kind of backing that up, so I'll let you kind of run with that.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, that would make a whole lot of sense because initially when I watched this episode, I didn't think that uh, Wanda was born or already was using some sort of witch power. Totally makes sense, though, that she already did have some sort of power. With the bomb, I still, I don't know, maybe she did use it in some way to help disarm the bomb. I just think it's silly that, like, The bomb fell on the ground and was treated as a dud, and then she still had to try to disarm it for whatever reason. I don't know. But um, yeah, my theory is if she already did have some sort of um, magic like Agatha does, it would make sense if it was purple magic, just like Agatha's, and then when she combined that with the Mind Stone, which was yellow... Uh, magenta and yellow make red, which is kind of her hex power that she now has. Mm-hmm. So that would be, um, I feel like, an explanation that would make a lot of sense, because I was always confused why she had this red power anyways. It wasn't yellow-like visions. So that would make sense. Mm-hmm. She already had a power very similar witch-like to Agatha's.
0: And that theory would be confirming the fact that the Mind Stone still lives on within her to a certain yeah, extent. you're right. So, yeah. I mean, if you're thinking about that, because we see... When she, like, creates her hex in the universe as well as creating vision, mm-hmm. there's, like, a yellow source of magic that's, you know, emitting from her that mm-hmm. creates vision. Yeah. So it's almost as if the Mind Stone has, you know, in the scene where we see the Mind Stone kind of, uh, you know, break out and then consume Wanda's consciousness or whatever, like, seems like a piece of it stays with her. Uh-huh. No, and it does.
1: And honestly, when we talk about the fact that it feels like parts of the Mind Stone still live in her, <clears throat> it makes me think that later down the road, I can see this lifeless vision, um, her putting the Mind Stone in him mm. and like, recreating his character, Yeah, which would further support the fact that I, I can see that then not being Ultron, because if it is Ultron, I think that his body would have to get destroyed. It would be tough to defeat Ultron, but still have the body.
0: Yeah, yeah, and it would also just be a weird moment for fans to see that, I, I don't know, the, the fight between Vision and Ultron again in, like, basically the same way, you know, like, there was the same thing that happened in Age of Ultron, it would be mm-hmm. weird if that was, like, how it all happened again.
1: Well, what I'm curious, too, is now that they created this white Vision from, you know, that drone that had the Hex power, does that mean that his body is, for the most part, entirely made out of the same material as... Uh, other visions body is, is there vibranium in it or is there a different type of metal
0: i, I would assume it's vibranium yeah okay i mean because they, they he talks hayward talks about it being you know whatever like a 3.8 billion dollar you know piece of metal right but it's not like, that
1: i mean it wasn't pieces of old vision because she took those with them didn't No, no she, she didn't recreated, those, vision. recreated yeah it's, still, it's still they still old
0: vision back together that's with right additional pieces with yeah, additional vibranium. pieces
1: mm-hmm. oh that's right yeah okay
0: No, the uh, the White Vision is looks super badass in my opinion. Does but like my god, it could it look more evil? No, like opening its eyes. Yeah, it like is so so evil. And and it's like
1: if I feel like this is just gonna be a textbook. Like you know, humans try to fight fight fire with fire, and then it completely goes. Sideways and goes against the humans that created it, like kind of like a transformer type thing. I don't know. Yeah, I can totally see. Yeah, Hayward's a bad guy. He created this thing to work for him, and it's totally going to destroy Hayward and then try to destroy Wanda. Yeah,
0: I mean it's it's history repeating itself in the MCU. We literally saw Tony Stark do this in Age of Ultron. Yeah, same idea, same concept. It is creating a being to protect Earth to protect you know Mm -hmm. Swords' interest, whatever it is, and. It's gonna backfire. I well, mean, we know like the, the parallels between it up to this point are so similar. I don't see it going any other way. And it's like, Hayward. One of Hayward's like main points about why Wanda needs to be stopped mm-hmm. was that Vision's one of Vision's wishes was to not be brought back as like a weapon. Mm-hmm. I mean, he he literally brings that up in an early episode, but that's literally what he's doing. Right. So it's like. I, it just—it's foreshadowing so much that everything in Hayward's plan is going to go wrong.
1: Well, I feel like we're kind of talking ourselves back into the fact that this white vision is going to be a complete villain. So then, what is it, Ultron? Then
0: I get, i mean, the more that we talk about it, it—it it makes the most sense to me. But it just—it just would feel repetitive. Division versus Ultron fight. I, I, to me, I, wouldn't, ah, I, I. But you know, now that we
1: think about that, I mean, it would makes it would also kind of make sense if it is James Spader, because, in a way, Paul Bettany would have had to work a lot closer with James Spader for Paul Bettany to kind of get down, get James Spader's like, you know, mannerisms and body language down. While James Spader is voicing over this white vision. Like I would feel like that would be them working really closely together. And in that interview he was saying how he always wanted to work with James Spader. I don't think in Age of Ultron he ever really necessarily worked with him. Because... Well he says
0: he said he wanted to there was an actor that he's always wanted to work with that yes. he got to in this. He doesn't, right. and he doesn't say specifically that it's Spader. No no
1: no, I know, but I'm saying like that would further support that because in Age of Ultron he never really worked with That's James true. Spader.
0: Yeah. And both doing voice acting, I'm sure that they didn't have a lot of in-person interaction. If they worked together
1: in this one, that would make a lot more sense, that they would spend time together
0: to get each other's body language down. Mm-hmm. That would make, I you know, mean, a lot of sense. And I, you know, we basically just throwing my face out the window, but I would still like to see a new villain added to the universe, especially yeah. because I think that that is, and, and honestly. I mean, crazily enough, we could still have Ultron and Mephisto come in, because mm. I think that in some way, the reveal for the main villain of Multiverse of Madness is yeah. going to be revealed in this.
1: Okay, so that's what I was going to ask. Yeah, if it's Mephisto, then I was going to say that it would be really lame if Mephisto appears in Episode Nine and is defeated in Episode Nine. Yes. So, if there is a new antagonist reveal, it would have to be the main antagonist of the Doctor Strange mm-hmm. uh, sequel. And because that would make sense.
0: It, in uh, again, I've heard like rumors that the whole this whole show basically like is a, like leading into Multiverse of Venice so it makes me think that there's not going to be a set conclusion to this either. So we're not necessarily going to be completely satisfied. There has to be some type of cliffhanger. No, yeah, I mean a it's... new villain reveal that we you know get to see maybe even the villain wins in this situation. Mm-hmm. You know, Wanda then seeks out Doctor Strange in his help. Could be. I mean, you're right, like, Wanda, the end
1: of Wanda, WandaVision Season 1 um, is going to be a cliffhanger, and the Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness is both going to be, like, a Doctor Strange sequel and WandaVision Season 2, almost. Yeah, that's yeah. what
0: I've heard, you know, mostly reports of, so... Yeah. I, personally, I would be completely okay with that, because... Yeah. I wouldn't like uh, a, you know, set-in-stone ending to this just because I feel like... This entire season, up to episode eight, has just been continuing to mm-hmm. build. You know, like yeah. the first four or five episodes were basically exposition episodes. Yep, we've only had the meat of the story for the last three. So, yeah. i I would personally prefer that the cliffhanger.
1: I mean, it they have uh, they have the total ability to you're right get away with the villain in some way, um, winning at the end of this, and then concluding it in the new Doctor Strange, just like they did with Infinity War and then Endgame. It's the same thing, because they have the options to do a part two.
0: Yeah. So. And, I mean, the the whole, this whole time, like, Paul Bettany has been, like, he was saying, like, how the the end was going to, like, shock viewers. So it's like, that would also be something, like, generally most people think when, you get to the conclusion of a season, you're gonna have resolution. You know, mm-hmm. the conflict is gonna be solved. Whatever the you know situation is, mm-hmm. will be fully fleshed out. But it, it's always more shocking to be watching a show, especially one that Ooh. you know hasn't been confirmed for future seasons. Yeah. have an open ending.
1: Well, you know, I was thinking too is if Wanda really is kind of the villainous character at the end of this show and into the new Doctor Strange. That'd be insane if it was, like, some kind of, you know, uh, not as radical, but more understood and prepared for, like, Daenerys, Targaryen, like, she has the option to go good, but instead she goes the complete opposite. And, like, maybe that's what it looks like towards the end of the season, is, all right, finally, we can fix the damages that she caused, and then she's like, nope, fuck it, and kills everybody or something like that.
0: Yep. I mean, that also (laughs) totally could be true, because she's, Throughout this show, we've seen her basically losing her mind. I mean, that's... I, in my opinion. I no, I was going to
1: agree, but I was going to okay. say... And also, Scarlet Witch does not sound like a good name. No, it does
0: not. <laughs> no, it does not. Wanda sounds nice. It does sound nice. And, you know, nothing against the color of her powers or anything. But, you know, red is just it's most always of the time associated evil. with evil. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, that's not necessarily confirming that she is bad and
1: her powers always has always looked more violent out of like any of the other powers Mm -hmm. like the way that she was able to really you know pick apart thanos was badass but it also looked just really aggressive and almost like you would imagine that power being used on a by a bad guy
0: Mm -hmm. and that's that's one thing that i that i had kind of noted on was her powers are to like they appear really reactionary yeah a lot of times it doesn't always look like she's Super in control. Yep. It feels like it is her, you know, just playing off of emotions and reacting to situations, you know, violently, aggressively. She doesn't ever play defensively. Yep. When she's fighting. She's always on the attack. And part of that could be the fact that she just doesn't have total control of her powers and doesn't really know what she's doing. Part of it could also be we we're talking about the Mind Stone, um, you know, a piece of the Mind Stone being in her. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's the Mind Stone controlling her through her body, and, you know, that's maybe why it's playing out the way that it is. It's not necessarily Wanda having control over herself. Mm -hmm. It's that piece of the Mind Stone that is, you know, taking over and, you know, working through her powers to amplify them and, you know, act the way that she is, which is, could give reason why she's a villain, because when we see just Wanda Maximoff, she feels normal. She feels like a hero, like an Avenger, like someone who's there to help, and, ultimately feels good and i think one thing that i always think of whenever i'm comparing like the her good to bad is uh, when Monica Rambo comes in, she's like, I know that like, you know, this, you know, this isn't you or like. And she she's sees... like, Yeah, maybe
1: I am the bad guy or whatever yeah. she said.
0: She sees that there's good in her mm-hmm. but it's being overwhelmed by Ugh. the bad. It's Man. being overwhelmed by the mind
1: stone. Man, this show though and this universe has done if that is the route they go and they make her the actual or a villain for at least a while, it would be so well done and And everything that Star Wars has tried to do for Anakin. Because Mm. Anakin's whole arc felt so rushed in Revenge of the Sith. I mean, this is kind of very similar. Like, she's... Anakin was a good person. She was a good person. But she got pushed and manipulated and lost loved ones. You know, went through grief. And that's how she became who she is now. So, I mean, it would be such a good job if that is what they... The route that they wind up going.
0: Absolutely. I mean... it would just feel so real. And, and this episode, again, did such a good job of showing the traumatic past that Wanda's had because yeah. I mean, we know how much No she's villain, lost.
1: No villain is two-dimensional. You know, every, every villain has motives for why they became who they became. This yeah. is a perfect example of that, if that's who becomes the villain.
0: Yeah, and I mean, you know, Vision was the last straw, but everything that she's gone through throughout this show has just brought so much of that back. I mean, uh, I think the scene where we see her go... Where she drives to the house in Westview that her and Vision were supposed to grow old in, that moment of just pure emotion from her, yep, and her just complete loss of control of herself and you know her powers, yep. I mean, was just, I mean, it was hard to watch because she you know literally just couldn't contain it anymore, and uh-huh. and it kind of does support the fact that she is so overcome by this grief that she literally cannot do anything but you know, just be I guess not be bad. I feel like that's a that's a, you know, bad explanation, but she can't do anything else but react poorly.
1: That would also be though, kinda of going off of what you're saying, that would also be a little bit too repetitive if the finale is um vision, like, you know, emotionless vision coming towards Wanda and Wanda losing it and that being what pushes her to becoming the ultimate villain because That already is what got her to create the Hex and everything was Mm -hmm. her grief over dead Vision. So that would just be too, you know, too similar to what's already happened and in the same show too. Yeah. So again, I think that further backs the fact that in some way the white Vision is just going to be an ultimate bad guy. Yeah. Like a boss. And it's, that would make sense for it to be Ultron just for numerous reasons this show, you know, relates back to Age of Ultron countless times.
0: Yeah, and the whole yeah, because they've called out they've called out Ultron's name several times. They've called out uh, you know Pietro dying several times, um, and that's actually that's something that I wanted to talk about briefly was the Pietro in the next episode. Oh so, yeah, that too. I mean, we saw at the end of episode 7 that Pietro was, like, still alive and maybe looking to help. Snitch is going to snitch. That's yeah. what he
1: said, I think, at the end of that when he went up to Monica Rambeau. Uh,
0: like So he's like, I guess if he's fake, will he still have the ability to help Monica? I don't think he's fake. You, so you don't think he's fake? I don't think he's fake. Okay.
1: Because, like, I mean, find a better reason to bring Evan Peters... Into the Marvel universe. If there was never a real reason for it and he was just always fake, they should have just brought back what's-his-name that actually played Pietro. Aaron Taylor-Johnson. Yeah, movie. in Age of Ultron. It wouldn't make sense for, like, of course she would know that that's not her brother. It doesn't look anything like him. Absolutely. So I would think that Agatha brought him back from another dimension, and that's how it worked. Yeah. I also think it's strange that in episode 8, you know, um, when she's out on in the neighborhood strangling Wanda's kids that would have been a perfect time to see that Petro is like also holding Monica Rambeau like strangling her or something if they were working together if if Petro and Agatha were working together so I think something's been happening off screen with them together that we're going to see in episode nine yeah but again going off of that there is so much that's going to happen in episode nine we're going to find out about her two kids are they real are they going to die Petro is he real is he going to die what's going to happen with him what White Vision is, and if that might be Ultron. Yeah. I mean, there's going to be so much. Yeah. Does Agatha die does too?
0: Agatha have some type of alternative, you know, motivation yeah. outside of just finding out. Because I mean, her whole motivation that we see in this is just finding out how Wanda did this. Yeah. But to me, there, there's no way that she's just going to be like, you know, Wanda tells her like, I just lost control, and she's like, okay, whatever, I'll leave. Mm-hmm. Like, clearly, she has alternative motives. Yep. And. I, I come back to the idea that she's trying to take Wanda's power from her like she did the other witches in the coven. She's just not sure how to do that yet because clearly Wanda's powers are superior to hers. I agree. So she has to use manipulation. She has to use, you know, all mm, this.
1: I agree and I don't agree because okay. if she was trying to just take Wanda's power from her... She could have easily just done it in the dungeon because I don't think so
0: because I think she acknowledges the fact that Wanda's power is spirit to her. She couldn't just take it, but Wanda like couldn't how... use her power at
1: all. She couldn't, so she could spend mean, all the time she wants. I don't think
0: that means that she would be able to, you know, remove it from her or maybe turn it into herself. I think she needed to find the source of her power, yeah, which she has now somewhat discovered through the mind stone, yeah. But like, in
1: my mind, I would think, and from just a realistic point of view, she would think that she can try, at least try, I mean, there's literally nothing that Wanda would have been able to do in that scenario. She was tied up, she couldn't use her powers, I mean...
0: Probably, but also, again, that comes back to my point of Wanda's powers seem to be reactionary throughout her entire life, so if she was in a life or death moment situation... She would have been able to use it. Yeah, she would have been able to overcome the, you know, the spells that were cast. Possibly. That's, I mean, that, that would be something that I would be
1: taking that as, because she... But I would also think, if it's reactionary, I mean, your kids being held hostage should definitely have driven a reaction.
0: No, I, I agree. But it's not quite as much life or death. I guess. You know. Yeah. And also, I mean, I don't, <laughs> I'm not I'm not trying to say that she's not like a good mother or anything. These kids are also like, not even a week old. Not True. like that would make it but she, any less emotional But for the her. show
1: hasn't shown it like she's any less attached than a mom
0: would be. Yeah. I mean, it's given yeah. every hint that she cares a lot about her two kids. Mm-hmm. She definitely does. And that's honestly, the kids have to be one of my biggest ends that need to be tied up Question in the next marks. episode. I mean, like that's yeah. just something that I, I need to find out more about because they... Are very fully developed characters in the comics and could be really cool superheroes moving forward in the yep. show. So I'd be really sad to see them turn out to be fake.
1: Well, I mean, this show, again, many people have said this show follows a lot of House of M comics and like the origins of House of M, and that it would make sense that these kids survive, Petro survives, and then a lot of the people inside this hex become future mutants. And honestly, that would make more sense as to why she brought in more kids in the town. Those kids that are in Westview could become some of the new mutants as well.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because Wanda, I mean, if we're if we're saying that Wanda had initial powers, she technically was herself, I guess, a mutant, you know? Yeah. Initially. I, I don't know if that's necessarily the right word to say because she's kind of like a, a basic witch, I guess, at the beginning Yeah. with her powers, but... Um, you know, building a home for all of these people, all of, you know, these people that are like her that have powers, Yeah, that could be you know, give her some saving grace if she doesn't turn out to be a villain maybe. Mm -hmm.
1: Man, I'm still holding out for, I mean uh, I was gonna say I'm still holding out for Magneta to show up next episode, I think that'd be so cool but again, what I was gonna point out was, I don't think a couple episodes back when Monica Rambo drove that rover into the Hex, I don't think those military people or that military woman was the aerospace engineer that she knew. You I think don't think so? that person ever showed up. I think that person might have helped us, like, gave the plans for that rover, but I've read that people don't believe that that person has appeared yet. Okay. Um. So that could also be a character reveal in episode nine.
0: Uh-huh. And I, I really don't even have an idea of who that could be. Well, I still think it could be Reed Richards. I, yeah, I mean, it definitely could be.
1: It would make sense for there to be a lot more than just one tease at the end of this to help uh, future shows for other characters. Mm-hmm. Just like how Mandalorian Season 2 you know, was able to branch out for uh, help Ahsoka and her show. Yeah. I can see that being Reed Richards and Fantastic Four. Mm-hmm. He has one little appearance. Maybe he helps with the conflict in the next episode and then he's gone.
0: Well, and like we said at the beginning, this new episode is supposed to be 50 minutes long. That yes. gives you way more time to do new character development mm-hmm. and new storylines because, I mean, we got. Uh, I wish it was good, just a full hour though. I, mean, I do too, but I mean, we still got, like, at the beginning of this one, we got, like, what, a three and a half, four minute uh, brief snippet of. Uh, Agnes's past or Agatha's past? Yep. So like something like that maybe on a larger scale for the new character? Yeah. Um you know whether that would be Reed Richards Mephisto? Yeah. That or not even doing that at all. I mean if they don't do that at
1: all, like no flashback scenes, no scenes where it's in this sitcom universe, if they just straight up have it be a normal episode that helps flesh out all a lot of the problems, not problems, but question marks that we've had throughout the show, they could get all of that done and more in fifty minutes. The reason why it's been tough to do it in these forty minute runtimes is because there's it's like twenty or thirty minutes of, you know, the fake show that they're in. The sitcom. Or what we just saw in this episode, like five to ten minutes was Agatha's origin story. Yeah. So yeah, they could do a lot with fifty minutes if they don't even want to do these cutaways or these, you know, flashback scenes. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I mean, we've got a lot of loose ends that need tied up. But, like we're talking about, if done well, this could be just, like, a masterpiece of a build-up for, you know, the next round of MCU movies. Oh, yeah. And shows. And shows. Like, it just, it's something that leaves me wanting so much more, like... I know we kind of hated on that last episode a little bit more. Mm-hmm. This episode... This episode was great. ...was great. And yes. it, it, it made me even more excited for the finale than yes. I was before. So, absolutely totally, loved
1: it. I totally agree. Also, totally unlikely scenario, but I also heard this, and this would be insane. I just want to throw it out in case it happens. Throw it out. be pretty cool. Um, Loki might be Hayward because, obviously, he's the god of mischief, and he would be a much more evil version of Loki because it would be the Loki that got away in the first Avengers movie.
0: And hasn't had all the character development. And hasn't had had the character
1: development. So that would be interesting. I don't know how they would be able to pull it off and tease this upcoming (sighs) show, but it would be very interesting.
0: It would be it would be a wild turn just because I mean with the Loki show coming out, unless they found some crazy connection, or, what would I don't, be insane? I
1: yeah, I know. But what would be insane too is if this Hayward is actually Loki and this Loki is the Loki after the Loki TV show already comes out. it's so like after he goes through what he goes through, possibly in the Nexus because people think that, Owen Wilson and that facility is part of Nexus. Part of Nexus, yeah. That maybe after he gets out of that place or whatever happens, or he comes back here.
0: They are observing Nexus beings, and yes. so like Loki's a Nexus being. Yes, you're right. You know, Scarlet Witch, Wanda's supposed to be a Nexus being. Agatha. Right. Um. So yeah, it could be definitely true, and maybe him working for the Nexus for uh, what is it TVA? I think is what the mm-hmm. that company is called. So maybe working for them to observe Wanda, and maybe he. I mean, obviously you said God of Mischief. Maybe he is kind of like acting like he's working for TVA but actually has his own motives in that situation. I mean, the Loki theory, I mean, you can't really throw it out because there is nothing to confirm or deny basically any of I mean, they
1: have a Loki show. Of course they plan on there being future Loki stuff now. I mean, if they really didn't think there was anything they could get out of them but this one season of the Loki show, they probably wouldn't have done it anyways. I think they clearly have plans for him to stick around the universe.
0: And, I mean, he's grown into a super popular character. Exactly. And, I mean...
1: But that would also further back the idea that he's not going to be a dick anymore because (laughs) everyone likes good Loki now, you know, and, like, that he's not entirely good, but good.
0: Yeah, and, I mean, I don't want to say it would be, like, fan service to keep him the same way because it's, like, that would be his character that we've seen up to this point, but Uh it would also be something that Marvel could just kind of flip and like you were saying since it is like 2014 loki the avengers loki Mm -hmm. him being bad would almost make more sense and be more of a an exciting Mm -hmm. um like prospect moving forward for future movies because there's a little bit more that you could do with that character i think right rather than we've already seen to the extent of of good loki like he was willing to even sacrifice himself at the very end with thanos so like I just don't know how much more his character could develop from there. It's a good point. Whereas the twenty fourteen just has endless possibilities almost. It's a good point. But yeah, again, overall, super good episode. Um, what was your favorite moment from it? Um,
1: I probably liked the going back to the past with you know Wanda getting her power and seeing her with her family. I liked both of those scenes pretty. Evenly, um, I guess my favorite out of the two would have been uh, her as a child because I really thought that the Agatha making fun of loud child Petra was really funny. Mm-hmm. Um, that was probably my favorite moment. Favorite character would have still been Agatha just because it was a great origin episode, and then just you know her being in the. I mean, she had just as much runtime, if not more, than Wanda did. Mm-hmm. So, and I thought she did great with it. I thought she did much better than I thought Monica did on the episode that Monica was in a lot of. I like Monica. I want to know more about Monica, but like, I don't know, her character feels a little bit more forced in this show, whereas Agatha is just, I mean, I think it fits perfect. I think she seems like she's always someone that would have been in the Marvel Universe.
0: She captures your attention, for sure. And yeah, I mean, I would have to agree. She's my favorite on this episode. And
1: before you go, I was also going to say, I think I like Agatha more, too, because I can understand where her powers have come from and how she's, um, developed her powers over the years. Whereas Monica just got her powers and it just felt like a lazy way to get them.
0: Yeah, no, I know. And and we, we did talk about that briefly in an episode. It was definitely kind of like a rush. Just, they wanted to get it out there. They wanted to reveal that she was, you know. A hero. Which they might explain
1: more in the future and other Marvel stuff. They definitely could. but it, Marvel 2.
0: That doesn't mean it wasn't still rushed in, no. the, in the initial moment. No. But I mean, probably my favorite moment was the moment of her sitting and talking with Vision. It felt almost like she had some closure with Vision there. You know, and, and that's kind of the whole debate of like the good versus evil within her. And like it felt like she was leaning more towards like coming out of this uh, evil kind of mindset that she's been in you know this depressed uh, Wanda that can't control what's what's happening around her mm-hmm. I mean I felt like she got a little bit of closure there so I like that we're still getting like a like a tug of war within her like you know we don't have confirmation of where she is at yeah but I mean I I would have to agree in terms of who stole the show or st- who stole the episode and I mean Agnes was super badass uh-huh basically the whole time mm-hmm and just the fact that she had so she has such good preparation that she had, like, the ruins set up in her, you know, like, demonic dungeon thing that uh-huh. she captured Wanda in. I mean, that was great. She's super smart, clearly. And she is, she's going to have some very interesting ending here.
1: She walks a fine line, her character walks a fine line of being funny, charming, and evil. Mm-hmm. I mean, she can do it all.
0: She can. I love when she called out Wanda's accident. Yeah, That's I know.
1: Cool. Was, it comes and goes, doesn't it? I thought that was hilarious. Hel- I mean, she was... had so many good scenes in this episode. She did. She did. So, yeah, I agree. Um, overall, this was definitely an episode that I think we needed. Uh, I had you know, a decent amount of criticisms from the last two. I don't like having things to say negatively about the show because I do think as a whole it's a great show um this episode just felt like a breath of fresh air it was nice to have it not be the whole sitcom theme it was really just a natural like we got to learn more about both of these characters absolutely so
0: no i i loved it 10 out of 10 in my book really pulling the series together episode nine on friday
1: yep so we'll be talking about that hopefully I hope we can actually record the episode on Friday because I want too. it fresh in my mind. I mean, it was good that we got to rewatch episode 8, but I'm going to be probably on a high after episode 9, Yeah, and we'll be thinking about, I would think, a lot of different theories about what's going to happen in future Marvel stuff and uh-huh. Doctor Strange. Yep. There's going to be some crazy credit scene, probably. Yep. So that will be really exciting, and then um, the probably the most recent upcoming thing that we'll get is the new justice league snyder cut on march 18th i yep. think mm-hmm. and then towards the very end of march will be godzilla versus kong
0: yeah so so we'll be covering both of those and and what i'm hoping is to get a little bit of coverage over future mcu we can you know like go over WandaVision episode nine you know the relevance of everything that happened throughout the show and then where we're at moving forward talking about i want to kind of lay out the mcu throughout the rest of 2021 yeah and you know how this is going to play into that as well as just future content that we're going to see yeah so i'm very ready for friday to get here and get everything recorded
1: yeah me too all right well thank you guys thank you guys for listening and check back with
0: us friday you're taking me somewhere to kill me no i'm taking you someplace to talk you are not in kansas anymore is there something special about today All I have for you is a word. Life, uh, finds a way. Tenet. This is the way. This is the way.